everyone. Welcome to another episode of And Then It Hit Me. I'm your host, Francis Rose, and today we have Nick, who has a very inspiring story. Nick, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story? Absolutely. My name is Nicholas Francis, and I was on my way to my high school co-op placement at Kelsey's Restaurant. I had just got off the bus and was crossing the street, and they said I was hit by a car. I unfortunately don't remember the few years leading up to that moment due to the accident and don't remember and don't remember what happened in the accident. What people are telling me fills in the blanks and this triggers memories that I feel happened. One thing that is important is that what happened happened and I'm still here alive and grateful. I found out while in the hospital I was in a coma and during my brain surgeries I flatlined three times which gave me an awakening that made me realize life is not something you can take for granted. Be happy with every day and every hour you are you spend here alive. Although I don't remember much time I spent in the hospital, I do remember how Walking was impossible, standing up was impossible, and even just eating was impossible. So much so that I had to have people bathe me, dress me, and even feed me once they removed my tubes. That must have been extremely difficult for you to overcome. Can you tell us a little bit about how your life has changed before and now? Well... From what I know of my life before the accident, I was always, my whole life, including now, the underdog. Just like my biggest inspiration, Rocky. I wasn't hanging around the wrong crowd, but maybe the wrong crowd for me. Our common interests were not beneficial for each other. I still respect every single one of those guys until the day I die. We were all brothers, we were all friends. I was big into working out and fitness. A good friend of mine, we would spend several hours every day at the gym together. I made a lot of friends in the GTA through rehab and the gym, which I still go to almost every day. I just loved life. I discovered spirituality after my accident due to what I've seen and what I've been through. I realized how we all take big and small things for granted and we seem to focus on the middle stuff that either means something or it doesn't. I now like to focus on the bigger picture and try to make differences in the world. We all have the potential to make positive changes. Start with something small, like holding the door for someone. There's no hurt in that. Leads to something bigger. Like buying someone a coffee. And before you know it, everyone will start looking up to you. And that right there is my goal in this new life. For example, the the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, CHEO for short, saved not just my life, but my soul. I have devoted time after time to raising money for the telethon 
they have in my hometown, Ottawa. So far, since my accident, I have helped raise $2.7 million for their campaigns to date, and I plan on never stopping. Wow, good for you. Describe to us, what did your recovery process look like? I was in the hospital for six months, then home for a bit, then to the Ottawa Rehab Center for another few months, then back home for a little while, then I came to Toronto to live at the NRIO and Bayshore. There were a lot of relationships that were broken, made, or just faded away. I still have love for everyone that came into my life one way or another. Recovery is still taking place every day of my life. And what would you say is the biggest obstacle in your recovery? You know, I used to think that walking was the biggest challenge, and while it's still more difficult than it once was, or probably ever will be, I realize that emotions take a bigger toll on my mind than walking does. Because of this, emotions are a much harder part of my injury and recovery. Emotions. They seem to be either more extreme or less extreme than they once were. I tend to overreact or underreact. Most of the time, I overreact. Emotions are the hardest. They've made me fall in love again. They made me lose love again. They made me gain best friends and drift away from dear friends. But one thing that has not been affected is my drive for hard work. Hard work and aspirations never change. That's definitely true. And with that, what do you think has been the most helpful in your recovery? Friendship and family. That's why when people become my friend, I treat them like my family. They give me a purpose to my rehab, a reason to get up in the morning calms me down. When you hear the word rehabilitation, what three words do you feel describes your personal rehabilitation best? Hard work pays off, but if I had to pick just three, I'd pick resilience, acceptance, perseverance, and if I could pick a fourth... <laughs> yes, it, you can. I'll let you. It would be charm. Love it. <laughs> now, what did your support system look like during your recovery, and how has it impacted your recovery? My support system looked like people looking out for me most of the, of the time. Children, Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, Spark Cares Ottawa, my mom, dad, sister, and my little dog, Cooper Bradley Francis. Do you feel that this trauma impacted your family and close friends? Most of my close friends drifted away. They moved on. Just because we don't talk anymore, it just, it just means that we have our own lives. We're busy. I respect that. My good friend Hassan is doing his own thing right now. I really look up to him and see him as a motivation. I'm still in contact with my immediate family. And as for girls, that's whole, that's whole other agenda. 
All right, that's the most interesting topic. You're going to have to fill us in. Are you single? <laughs> We've got a lot of girls listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you have a message for the ladies? <laughs> for, for them, all of them, I'm single as ever. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, ladies, if you're looking for an inspiring, resilient man with charm, he's right here. <laughs> love it. Now, how did your trauma impact your personal mental health? It's created a very abstract mind which ranges from being depressed to being full of positive energy. When I'm happy, I feel ecstatic. I feel like I just won the lottery. When I'm sad, I feel very depressed. Like there's nothing good in my life. When I'm mad, I feel furious. I feel everything to the extreme. But overall, I feel like generally I, I'm a very positive thinking person. Good for you. And do you think it was your accident that helped your perspective of that? You know, sometimes I think it is. Sometimes I think it's not. All depending on how I feel in the moment. Mm. Right now, I feel like the accident has really brought me more aware mm -hmm. and more calm. Now, if I could ask you to name three characteristics survivors need to have to recover successfully, what would they be? Okay, well... The three that I would say would be confidence, motivation, and a message. I say confidence. Confidence, like that you're willing to try. You may not succeed all expectations, but at least you will try. Like my mentor, Rocky. He doesn't win the fight. He just goes the distance because he wants to do something no one has ever done before. Go the full 15 rounds. That right there, that's that, that also kind of ties into my message. Because you always want to have a message or mantra for the day that you share with or at least tell one person to pass on this message. Can you share with us what your mantra is? I'll smile just as much as I'll sweat. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, if you could leave our audience with one piece of advice, what would that advice be? That's a perfect question because that's exactly what I wanted to do. Awesome. My advice to other people is, despite all odds, there is never a reason to give up, but an infinity amount of reasons to keep trying. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your story with us today, but I have one more question for you. Okay. What do you see in your future? What do you want to do in the next five to ten years? So for, for my future, I really like to continue what I'm doing because it seems to be working best. And I, I want to just continue developing and progressing further along the road. And do you mean your speaking engagements and presentations? Yes, I do, ma'am. And is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? Any other key messages or something you'd like to share as a result of your overall story and your future and who you are today, who you've become? 
my overall message that I want to keep everyone with is to remain every day feeling like you are alive, so you have to be happy. Because there's, if you keep that in your mind, you will see much improvements and progression in your life. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you. And if anyone is inspired by your story and would like to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? I do have a Facebook account, Nicholas Tony Francis. Perfect. I'm more likely to be on my Instagram account. Oh, yes. Which is Nick underscore Tony underscore Francis. Okay, everyone, so now that you know how to reach Nick, especially those single ladies, (laughs) um, Nick is a fantastic speaker, and he's definitely inspired me today. So um, you can definitely reach out to him on Facebook or Instagram if you have any questions. Thank you, Nick. Nick underscore Tony underscore Francis on my Instagram. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. Have a great one. You too. Thank you for listening in on another episode of And Then It Hit Me. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or someone else who might be going through recovery. Don't forget to like and comment on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at And Then It Hit Us. Or visit our website, and then it hit us.com. Bye, everyone. 